Howdy ho, neighbor! Welcome back to a tale of two rivals, a fantasy football podcast where one host is dominating the other one in dynasty <laughs> leagues, and one the one that's dominating just wins, and the one that's losing just likes to obsess about numbers. Uh, because one loves numbers and one loves winning, we try to find a consensus to deliver to you, the audience. I'm indeed the winner and dominator of Dynasty, Todd FF Banterman Foster, joined by. Uh, well, I don't know, I don't know how to react to that kind of entryway, but I'm uh, Dave Wright FF underscore Spaceman on Twitter. Um, yeah, I guess you can call me a little bit of numbers geek. Now, a lo- lovable loser? No, L- loser? No. I'm I'm ready to come back and ready to come Dave, back strong Dave, here. Did Did you win your last Dynasty matchup? Yeah, I'm about to win right now, tonight. No, 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 no. That's currently happened. What about last week's? Oh, last week's. No, I lost that one. That's why we didn't record. I was too bitter. Yeah, it was bad. I could I couldn't talk to you. I when when I lose to you, I have to I I can't talk to you for a week. You're too. Wasn't that OJ Howard start nice? He did pretty well, right? <laughs> Three touchdowns. Not not on not on my uh, not on my team. Oh, oh my, my team. That was a nice start for me. Yeah. So yeah, it felt good to beat you oh, down, Dave. OJ, you said oh Jordan oh, Howard. I thought you said Jordan OJ. Howard. Jordan Howard. But yeah, so um yeah, so you know, I beat Dave down and uh now I'm losing to my brother, which I could not be more upset about. But, this is um, the best part of the week right now, is that I've been I've been just st- like throughout yesterday. I was just randomly checking and looking at your matchup, just like giggling to myself, like <laughs> he's losing to Sean. <laughs> I like how you have to live through me losing because you're so sick of me winning. Well, you know, hey, once I know that I'm winning and I look at your score, I'm like, oh, that's good news. Well, here's the thing, Dave. If I lose today, that would make me twenty and two. Twenty and two. <laughs> twenty and two since last season. So not in the regular that, season. I'll take it. In the I no in the playoffs too. I beat you last season. I that was my one loss. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyways, people, I'm done gloating about the fact that I'm dominating our dynasty. Right, we got off. We got off the. We got off the rails. <laughs> that was bad. all right. But you know what? It's a great segue that we're talking about dynasty check-ins. We're doing a price check. All right, and uh, we're talking about buy low, sell highs. Um, we're probably going to get into. A buy and a sell for each position. We might throw some extra guys in there. Uh, Dave, I know, has some different things he wants to explain about with his philosophies. And um, I'll probably jump in on those conversations as well. So um, we're going to go with, you know, one buy for QB, one sell for QB, and same for running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So, Dave, would you like to add anything on? Would you no, like I'm ready to go. I I've missed talking to you. I miss you know. I've been actually. I was at a wedding right now, and or I was not a wedding right now. I was wedding this weekend, um, and I had someone. Who, the The groom is a was a is a fan of the show. I think he's actually posts or he's actually uh, rated and reviewed us on iTunes. Brent, so shout out to Brent. Congratulations. Brent. Yeah, so oh. it, was, it was fun wedding. Todd, I've been to a lot of weddings. The best drinks I've ever had at a wedding. Unbelievable drink fair. Oh. oh. Just the the selection was wonderful. The people were awesome. The dancing was great. I had a I had a blast. It was good to get out. And one last last thing about one last little sidetrack here was so Thursday night I had to come home. I had to come home and clean because we had people coming to watch the animals while we were away for the weekend. And um, I'm like I'm getting ready to clean and I get a phone call from the bride. I'm like oh my god, is there like something going on? A problem going on right before the wedding? And like because she would never call me. And then she goes. Hey Dave, I don't know who to start this week, Juju or Tyler Lockett. <laughs> so, like you know, the day before her rehearsal dinner, she's sweating um, a fantasy start sit decision. So I told her to go Tyler Lockett. I actually don't know how that. I think they actually basically scored the same amount of points this week. But um, so yeah, I, I had a good, good chuckle over that. So this wedding, I I wanted to put on my suit for the weekend was official fantasy consultant of the bride and groom. That's great. That's great. So, um, that was. That was terrible advice, but that's okay. No, Tyler um, Lockett scored more than Juju. Nah, still think it's terrible advice. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Dave, would you like to start us off, or you like me to start it off? Yeah, you know what, Todd, I like to hop in here for on the quarterback. We'll look at the quarterbacks. Um, okay. Just looking at the overall big picture for this week or for this season so far, it feels like we've lot. There's been a lot of turnover at the QB position, um, and I guess that's true of every year. There's a lot of 
flux in the quarterback position. That's why, you know, the smart people like JJ Zacharyson, they recommend to stream the QB position because it is a little volatile. But just in particular, the old guard of, you know, through retirement, injuries, poor performances, we've got, they're, they're out of the top 12. Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins. They're not, they're not there anymore. And they're replaced with a, a, a young a youth movement of Lamar Jackson, Dak, Kyler Murray, Wentz is back after dealing with injury. Uh, Minshew, mm-hmm. Minshew fever, Todd. Woo. Um, and Minshew. your boy Jacoby is has led an, uh, an upset. I mean, it was mostly through rushing and defense, but still he was a game manager against the Chiefs last night in an upset win. That was awesome to watch. And yes, even Josh was. Josh Allen, the young guy, is, is flirting around being a really productive uh, QB. So, you know... Wouldn't you agree there's been a lot of turnover so far and a lot of uh, upheaval in uh, QB rankings to start the first part of the season? Well, yeah. I mean, I I think the league is going through a lot of changes with QBs. I think um, you're starting to see an influx of younger players. I mean, you're also seeing, you know, obviously Brissett opening it up would be for the fact that, you know, Luck Luck retired. You're seeing, like, Eli finally getting replaced. So, yeah, I mean, you're just seeing, starting to see a shift. And with the next two QB classes, it's even going to shift even more. Yeah, it's exciting. I feel like we're in an exciting time for Dynasty right now. I, yeah. There's a lot of, there's, like, there are wide receivers trying to, young wide receivers starting to get, are they getting exciting? There's some tight end yep. youth coming in. It, it's fun, man. I, I'm having I'm having a blast this season. Um, but, yeah, so my guy, my buy, Todd, after that little intro would have been, and this is assuming from a super flex point of view, um, mm-hmm. is Marcus Mariota. Um, he's not a very sexy name um, at all, but through five weeks, he's the QB 15 on Fantasy Pros. Um, and that was after a real dud last yesterday um, where he only scored like eight points or whatever. But And he hasn't been, do, been doing it in a very spectacular fashion at all. He's been really good about not turning the ball over. He hasn't thrown an interception yet, which is kind of crazy. But, well, it's not that crazy because he doesn't take any risks. So, um, <laughs> But he hasn't been accurate. He's like a 61.5% um, completion percentage. And you know how I'm a, 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 you know, a sucker for accurate QB. So, oh, you're a sucker for accuracy. So I'm even going against the grain a little bit because I, I really am a truther. Um, but my thing is with him, what I, what I really like about him is that He's got that that rushing upside. He's been rushing the ball re- relatively well this week. He doesn't even have – or this season, he doesn't have um, nothing crazy either. Like I think he's got like 125 yards or something like that rushing. And he doesn't even have any rushing touchdowns. He had one overturned yesterday. Um, and I just like that rushing upside. Um, he's got a, improved weapons. And, and Superflex, the only problem I could see you coming across the problem in Superflex Dynasty is that the most people who have Mariota right now are the are the truthers, the guys who are really high on him, invest a lot in him, so we might have trouble getting him in Dynasty. But you know, if I could package to get like a like maybe a, one of these hot QBs, like a Minshew or Jacoby or something, and then try to get a little added on to that Mariota plus something, that's something I would look into. Oh yeah. I mean, I think Mariota's always had the legs. He's always he he was a very talented QB coming out of Oregon. Um, I mean, he's always had that potential, and he he had some great seasons. It's just been it's been a little rough over the last few years. And the injuries and the coaching, the the, yep. the one of the, the the way that they run that offense. You, you thought yep. Rabel coming in that would be a little bit better, but no. Yep. So I um yeah I I like that. For, as a great buy, I think uh, the other thing too is like when you're looking at it, because you're right. If, if you're looking at those guys that have had him the whole time, they're truthers. You know, those are the same people that are truthers about the guy who was in the same class with Winston. You know what I mean? Yep. Those are like two guys that are very similar. Like if you bought into those guys early, like you're just holding on to dear life. I feel like Baker Mayfield's that like more current example of that. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna like ride or die with Baker Mayfield if you have him. Oh, I'm, so, I'm riding or dying with Baker, even though I just traded him, but still, I'm riding yeah, or yeah, dying. Yeah, you're, you're not riding or dying. You're dying with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so, I'm like, like we saw the trade. So, um, yeah, so I, I like that. And I honestly think that you go and kick that tire, and if somebody's trying to sell him at like the value he's at now not giving you any sort of room for regression don't do it like you know it's it's supposed to be you're supposed to be getting some sort of value out of that yeah. you know oh yeah yeah and and I could see people trying to sell him very high right now and be very yep. unrealistic about it he's a buy low candidate you know yep like and I'm saying like um yeah so like for me um 
uh, my buy now would be Jacoby Brissett mm-hmm. because uh, he's he's my win now selection. All right, he's had multiple TDs in four out of the five games. Uh, like you said, game manager against the Chiefs, he looked solid. You know, up until that game, he was at ten touchdowns, two interceptions. He was throwing on a sixty-five percent completion percentage. He's over a thousand yards now, passing the ball. Like he looks legit. And the thing about Percet is, is that what I like about Percet a little bit more than Mariota for a low, for a buy low right now is, is the fact that Mariota looks like he's gonna be the quarterback there for a little bit still. Right. Wait. What I, do like, you mean? Can you rephrase that? I don't. You mean Brissett looks like he will, or Mariota's on the hot seat? I would say more Mariota seem would be more secure because he has a little bit more. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I think you got to think about it too. Is is that Mariota's at least he's playing up to a certain level. He's he's been in the system. You've known he's working through. Jacoby's taking advantage of a situation. Right. Okay. And he's and he's being phenomenal as a game manager. Is he in the Colts' long-term plans on a two-year deal? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see who's available in the draft. What I like about Jacoby as a buy now is, as a win now buy candidate, is the fact that he's good for two years. You got a good two-year window, Jacoby Brissett, and after that, I don't think it's very clear what his future is like. So that I think then a dynasty league makes him a little bit more expendable for somebody who owns him. All right, I I actually um, sent out a deal where I was actually giving up my sell candidate to get Jacoby, and um, it didn't pan out, but I I like Jacoby a lot. I think he adds a lot of value. If he's your QB2 and you're competing this year, be confident in that, you know? Yeah, I think it's kind of weird. I... I, I think I might like Jacoby more than you. I don't think I. Th- I would actually think because I think Mariota's this is his fifth year player option he's playing under right now, right? Yep. So like he has no contract in the future. They have to like. There's a good chance that the Titans move on from him this year. But my point Whereas, being is, I personally think that because he's been in that system for so long, I mean, not like I understand it's been coaching changes, just like with yeah. that team for so long, mm-hmm. and he hasn't played to the point where he needs to get that big payday. That I could see him being there still. Okay, like maybe at a, like a two year deal, like a two, like he doesn't have, right. they don't have to commit a huge amount of money. Okay, right. Brissett okay. is the reason you had Brissett with Luck is because he's a quality backup quarterback. Right, okay. going into the season, I probably would have put him top five as a backup. Right, so now when you go into that draft and you see Jake Frome, who's not having to throw the ball as much. Right, he's sitting there, like late first round. You could just try to scoop him up, let him develop for a year, and then let him take Jacoby's spot. I, okay. I would, I wouldn't put it past the Colts to draft a QB. I would. That's more likely in my head than the Titans. That, right. that, that's what I'm saying. I think the Titans are trying to look at other places. So yeah. I like Jacoby because I also think that a lot of other people might think about it that way. So if you're trying to win now, that's it. Now. If I'm not winning now and I'm at the bottom, my buy would be Baker Mayfield, and I because the value is so low right now, and you know, grab him, stash him, and wait for good things to happen. Uh, all right, so so just to kind of play around here, Todd, what are you trying to? What would you? Are you doing like a two? Were you trying to do the same kind of deal I was trying to do? Like offer a guy who might be ranked a little bit higher than Mariota. Um, and yep. then try to get a, a piece on for Brissett, and then you're willing to pay up for, for Mayfield kind of thing, or what? So I'll, I I kicked this tire, and this is what I did. I offered, actually, my sell candidate is Lamar Jackson. Okay. I offered a deal with Brissett and Jackson involved. Mm-hmm. And what I was trying to get back was Hopkins, Waller, and Freeman, and, mm-hmm. Devon, and Devontae Freeman. And I was giving up um, Jordan Howard, Curtis Samuel, Kyle Rudolph, like the Kyle Rudolph part was ridiculous, yeah. but that person was like, I don't like the package coming back, but at the same time, like it's a super flex league. I'm giving you Lamar Jackson. I wanted to see where that was at, and yeah. the fact that he asked me to counter my own offer, I was like, Yeah, no, we don't. That's not the. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, countering means you have to send something to me, yeah. you know. So I was like, I was like, Yeah. So I was all set. But my thing is, is that, yeah, I I would be. 
I, I should also preference I have Matt Ryan and, and yeah. Aaron Rodgers too. So getting Brissett as my third QB with those two and I'm building up everywhere else, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah. So okay. like I, I would say that if you have a guy that's a little bit higher, like I'm saying like if you have Matt Ryan Putting him in a deal for Jacoby and trying to get up somewhere else is totally fine. So, like you're talking about, like a, a a bigger upgrade. You're like you're even thinking. I see. I was my thought is like, oh, maybe I'd try to sell like a Gardner Minshew and just go down a little bit and just get a small upgrade. You're willing to you're willing to go from a high like really high to low, or relatively I, high. Like a Matt Ryan, I think's like he's like a mid priced dynasty QB QB right now. Like he's like yep. a top six QB in dynasty, top eight. Well, think about what we were just talking about with the with the QB landscape changing so dramatically over the years, mm-hmm. right? Going year to year like that. Now, the one thing that makes Matt Ryan a tougher sell is that there's consistency in him being in who he is. You know what I mean? He yep. is like like the Drew Brees of like current, and I don't mean by production. I just see him being like with the Falcons until death. You know what I mean? Okay. Like yep. that kind of a thing. So like yeah, he's not going to be on a different team kind of thing. No, nope, okay. and he'll be the starter and all that. But my thing about it is, too, is is that if you're in a win-now situation, you got him at 33 years old, you have this QB that's going to be good for two years at least, you get that, and then you upgrade. But you got to get, like, you got to make that worth the squeeze. You're getting a stud at wideout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't okay, want a stud that's... running back at that point. I want my stud wideout. And you got to give a wideout back. But, like, yeah, I'm – if Jacoby Brissett was my number two QB, I think I can win a championship. No okay. Problem. Yep, and so and my thing is too is I I like the upside of a of a Jacoby because I actually would like to think because of I I think the Colts might be playoff bound this year they they have a potential of getting a wild card spot or whatever. they absolutely are playoff bound this year so I mean the potential wise yes yeah I agree so my thing is that when you, if you're getting a QB make helping you make the playoffs and I think that they really do that that locker room I mean they talked about a little bit on Sunday Night Football last night how much the locker room values Jacoby as a leader and how much. The coaching staff um, ha- has trust in him. Um, I know some of that could be coach speak or you know just you know whatever. Right. But with a guy like Jacoby, I've heard nothing but good things about him. And even Andrew right. Luck said the same th- similar things about him. Um, and that when you have a guy like that and you're relatively successful, why don't you build up that defense? Try to win in a different way instead of just a shootout QB. You know, if you can have a guy who can who could you know blow up a little bit occasionally for a big touchdown week, but also can manage your team and then rely on the, your offensive line, your run game, your defense. I th- I could see Jacoby Brissett being a long-term QB because I unless they bought him out. They have to bought I'm not a big fan of get, trying to get late first round QBs. If I want to find a QB of the future, I want to get into the the top 10, top 5 picks. I don't see the QB the Colts doing that. I I don't agree with that philosophy. You can point out to if you just go off the top like the top QBs in the league right now, a lot of them were not even first round draft picks. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was a late first round draft pick. Yep, and the, you know, all, you know, but a lot of the problem is that well, I mean, the Colts do have a relative. They've had relatively success doing QBs recently. Uh, you know, with Luck and and Manning for so long, but you know, unless you're a Patriots and you have stability in your organization, I want you know those. By the time you draft that later QB, you might not even be you know you might not even have the same organization around him. And look at Mariota; he's had five different offensive coordinators in five years. Ugh, that's why I don't want to deal with that situation. I want yeah. to try to get that elite guy and build that way. But anyway, yeah. So, anyways, we're off, um, we're off the track. But yeah, I just want no, to get I, into your philosophy a little bit. So that's good. Yeah. So like just to, just to go back to like just to finish up because I feel like we're on mine. My sell was Lamar Jackson, just to go back. I think Lamar exploded against some soft teams, had a very good week th- week three and week four. You know, uh, I would – right now, like, I looked at Fantasy Pro's um, Dynasty ranks. In the beginning of the year, he was, like, 13. Right now, he's number four. Yeah. Yeah, and, he's, going, he's gone up. I've seen him, like, top three in some places, too. Yeah, I – I don't know if I'm buying that 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 quick, and I own him. Um, I'm cool selling him, but like, it's not like I'm like looking. It's not like it's burning a hole in my pocket like a first round draft pick. Some people think. So, <laughs> uh, but my point is, is like, like, yeah, I'll consider moving him if you're like gonna make it worth my while, you know. Or otherwise, I will sit on a 22 year old stud too, you know. Yeah. But I I think what Mark Jackson is his value will never be higher. Than it was last week, yeah. you know. I think this week it's 
it's still pretty high, but I think we saw some of that um, that human side of him as a QB this weekend. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I would say Lamar Jackson's my sell high because you're going to get a rough one. And then another, the only other guy that's really annoying me is uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is a good guy to think about buying or selling, depending on your situation, because it is a crapshoot on how people view him for value. Yep, it is I'll agree with that all one. over the place. So you might as well just go get to know your managers and see what does this guy think about Aaron Rodgers, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, <laughs> see, and I would even, like, I don't mind the idea of getting out on Lamar Jackson. I know we both were a big believers in him to start the year, and I think yep. we're, and he's, we're definitely not a guy who's like, oh, you have, like, we're not saying, like, sell because you think he's going to lose a ton of value or anything. You just sell because you want to maybe try to get better in a different place, and it's the QB position. You can, st- even in Superflex, leagues qbs can't you know a qb6 compared to a qb1 on the season that you know i'd rather take that hit and then get better in a running back or wide receiver position you know yeah and that's what Um, i'm saying it's like it has to be worth your wild you know and just the idea of too like if i'm thinking in dynasty if i had lamar jackson i would love for to have him for his first contract and then when he gets a little older and he you know um, maybe he's taking a little bit more hits because he's a rushing quarterback. Then try to get out from get, and sell him. Like you know, what I'm trying. Like yeah, I totally as do. a Cam I Newton, totally like what's saying. happening to Cam Newton, or even like Russell Wilson doesn't rush like he used to anymore. So you you know I hate rushing quarterbacks. Yeah, and, no, that yeah, that's why I, I think maybe that's why yeah. I thought of that. Yeah, I hate him. Like I traded Deshaun Watson for Aaron Rodgers straight up last year, and I was like singing the praises, and I'm like. Ooh, that trade wasn't that great. <laughs> but at the same time, though, like, I mean, I won last year, and he, like, he had a huge game to win me the championship, uh, Rodgers, that is. But with Watson is, is like, yeah, it still worries me, man, you know? And, like... That offensive like, line doesn't help make you feel good. Oh, God, that offensive line. Mike, like, what is with Texans and bad offensive lines? How many quarterbacks are they going to have to kill before they get a good line? You know? Poor, uh, poor David Carr. Um, I think it starts with the ownership because that there's no instruct there's no um, organizational integrity right now. I mean, look at that they right. there's, no, there's no even no even G, no GM. So yeah, so like for me, it's like like I I like to tend to avoid rushing quarterbacks because the, I mean it's to me it's common sense. If you're going to be out in the open field, people are going to want to take the quarterback's head off. All right, and there's more of a risk for them to get hurt because they're taking more hits at higher impacts. You know what I mean? And yeah, to me, that's just something I tend to avoid. I like my pocket passers, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's where we were at. Um, okay. I guess I'll you- just quickly go to my cell, Todd. Okay. And I think everyone who knows me can guess who that could be. Uh, my cell would be Josh Allen. Um, I'd be willing to. What? Down- yeah, I know. Shocking. Shocking. What? But he's so and- accurate. He's so accurate. And, you know, he's been great rushing the ball, and he's had some good deep – you know, he's been throwing – like him and John Brown seem to be developing some nice chemistry. Um, they've got Dawson Knox may or may not be emerging as a young tight end there. Um, and overall, people are excited, seem to be excited about where Buffalo is going. I'm not sure if they're excited about really Buffalo the team or they're just excited that someone might be able to hurt the Patriots somehow. Um, but – my idea is that seeing Josh Allen, I just do not – he doesn't seem like a QB to me that's ever going to fix his turnover turnover problem. It's not just interceptions too. It's his fumbles um, and the way he rushes the ball. They're doing a little bit more design runs this year, but he still has that scrambling mentality. And that's the kind of QB, Todd. We're talking about rushing QBs. I don't like the scrambling QBs that much, even though they have a higher fan- – like if you look fantasy-wise, scrambling QBs are really productive running the ball. That's mm-hmm. how when you're scrambling, that's how you get injured, in my opinion. But um, that's just totally biased and analysis there. But that's um, my biggest part about Josh Allen is is I would rather take you know find someone who's let, sees how he's finishing some has some big weeks how he, he finished last year as the QB one down the stri- like down the stretch like the last four games or something. Take that, sell that. I'd even I'd sell him for Gardner get like Gardner Minshew and a, and a little extra or. Um, Oh heck yeah! Or like a Jacoby, or um, I'd pay. I'd do. I would. I would do. I would do so many different deals to get. Would you do this if you were win now or rebuilding? 
Yeah, I basically don't want him on my team. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, there's no ter- time and ever in a place where he is on my team. So, but if if there was some place out there in Dynasty that I had him on, my, like an orphan that I took over, then yeah, he would be he would be out the door. As a disclaimer, there is no player you could be more biased on than Josh Allen. Oh no, yeah. So this was just one of those like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're doing cells too. I talked. I only thought and I was like, all right, well I'll just go to the uh, my my uh, bread basket and do Josh Allen. <laughs> If we have a fan that's part of the Bills Mafia, <laughs> please be a guest on the show. <laughs> like, like I will literally just sit back and eat popcorn and listen to this the whole time. It will be amazing. Oh, so, I, I don't know. I don't want to get thrown through a table or anything. <laughs> well, or miss the table altogether. Yeah, oh gosh, but yeah. So, yeah, all right, Todd, so, who's your uh, buy running back? Or do you want to skip or do you want to finish up QBs really quick? No, I'm good, man. Let's, let's move on. We've done enough on QBs. So, um... So for for running back, like I feel like Dave and I feel the same have the same philosophy. Running backs, it's a position where I don't put as much emphasis in it than I would as a wide receiver. I feel wide receivers are a little bit more consistent; they're a little bit more predictable. Um, for me, for a running back, the guy that I really really like and I'd like to kick those tires on would be uh, James Conner, and. Um, I think he had he played against two of the best rush the two best rushing defenses in football right now this year and those mm-hmm. are the two games he did not have touchdowns. Uh, he's had touchdowns in the other three, and he had a game where he had eight targets with eight catches. So like, though you haven't seen the production there, we also see that the Steelers are a mess. You know, so what I would say is that I would take in James Conner. If I'm in a win now situation, agree 100. percent By the way, I if I'm in a win now situation, I'm very tentative about when I'm making a move here because I don't know if it's a move that puts me over the top. If I'm there's looking, some risk involved. I feel 100. percent In win now, I think I'd be a little less likely. If I'm a team that's looking to rebuild, I think James Conner is a perfect guy to target because really? oh wow okay. Well, for me, I think that. I do think that he's going to be the starter for this team beyond this year. I think that he's a. I think he's an NFL caliber starting running back. I think that this team is going to improve that line. Um, I think QB will be addressed, but for me, most importantly, like I just believe in James Conner as a and as an NFL player. And mm-hmm. what I'm talking about in a win now is is like the reason why I say I'd be tentative because I don't think that he come ultra ultra cheap. You know, yep. and with that said, like if I could get him at a nice low value, which is why we're talking about buy low, see what people value him at after being frustrated. You know, can I and, ask you a couple questions, Todd? Or you, go right ahead about because I, you know, it's always great to say like, oh, I would buy this player. All right, what is kind of price? What are you looking? What kind of package would you be looking to get James Conner? Like, are you are you giving up a twenty twenty first or like plus? Um, what, if I'm a me... if I'm a contending team, uh, I would give I would consider a twenty twenty first because you're looking and at you probably have to give up more than that, right? Yeah, probably like an RB two, and I think that that's fine. Like he's not really playing as an RB one right now, so mm-hmm. like and also like, it's a loaded draft. And if I'm also in a win now situation, like that's me buying all in. The other thing too is like this is a draft where like a late first round pick is great value. It yep. is a deep deep draft. You know, so those are the things you have to keep in mind. And if it's beyond that, then probably not, you know, and um, I probably wouldn't consider it. Or like, I don't know, like you could probably do like a high end Y2 and like a high end uh, RB2 for him, you know, throw in, throw in a second, see what happens. The thing about it is, is like, you can't be trading for him at the value he was a preseason. That was my next question. That was what I was about to say. Yep. I I want the discount. Yeah. If people are trying to do that, you're like, no, he's been awful, you know, and not really awful. If you really think about it, he has not been awful. He just hasn't been the stud people expected him to be. And I think too, like you said, I want to echo because he's he's a guy that I that if I was a contender and I needed a running back, like say if I needed a running back and I was a contender, he was the guy I would target. I would target him because or like a Mixon or something like that. And the reason why I say that is because those kind of players, I'm if I that's what I need to put me over the edge, and that's I'm willing to go. I'm willing to push in my chips for that um, because there is real upside. Whereas 
because you know, oh, 2021st are great and dandy, but if I can win a championship now, I want that championship belt. I'm like, that's that matters a lot more than what my like uh, what's happening in three years of my dynasty league, right? Um, for me, yeah, exactly. And for James Conner, like his his schedule in the front half was a lot heavier than yep. the back, so he's going to have a much easier schedule coming up. That offense needs him. The second half of the year, he's going to finish a top eight court running back. Yep, he, you know. He's faced some stack boxes. It looks like, like yep. I'm looking at Roto World, World. It's been, um, you know, he's. But what I like about him too, Todd, is that you know his QB situation is tough. So teams are going to have to focus on him. But the thing is not that. Yeah, they're going to have to focus on him. But he can. He's a really great at catching the dump off passes. I'm not sure if he's really a wide receiver. Like he's not like a a pass catching weapon or like run a lot of routes. But he's great at taking those dump offs or those screen passes and and getting some productive, um, those productive. Uh, you know, points for you, like on your fantasy team that way. And I, I, that's the kind of guy that I would like to, to go after a guy that, you know, I'm not just like a Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry's getting you a lot of points if you were to invest in him, but he only, he doesn't have that receiving upside, that floor that minimizes my risk a little bit where if I'm like, Oh, it's a championship game. And yeah, Connor might fall on his, his face just like Derrick Henry will, but at least Connor has that receipt, that receiving um, floor to help me, you know, just in case, because if you know, you want him to, to, especially if you're pushing them all in for that with that playoff run to give you a little bit of floor too, right? And and just to reiterate, I know how much Dave loves his advanced analytics, but he's a high character guy too. High character guy, and you know, it, I'm sure people have heard this by now in a lot of places. His combine numbers are not what they are now. He's running a lot faster, being further away from can, uh, his cancer treatments. Um, he's put on more. He looks. His body's turned into looks more like an NFL running back, and I I really like him. I but if I was not a contending team, I will disagree with you. If I'm a contending team, not a contending team, I would be trying to sell him and try to get land one of those top running backs in a next year's draft. See, okay, here's the thing about next year's draft. I'm not as high on running backs as everybody else is. Okay. I, I'm 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 super high on. Wideouts and QBs in that draft. I'm not saying there's not good running backs there. I just don't. I think James Conner's better. So, um, what's your All buy, right. Dave? All right, my buy is so running back. Uh, I'm just looking at how the year's gone overall, Todd. And if you don't have Cemic, like Christian McCaffrey or Delvin, maybe even Chubb a little bit, um, you're kind of. I'm not that excited about running backs this year. Um, you know, Eckler's had a lot of you know some good some good weeks. He had like 15 catches yesterday, which was pretty insane. Um, but I'm just looking at the running back landscape because you know, you know, trying to make deals and I'm trying to maybe upgrade at my running backs. And I, the problem is I already have a guy like Mixon and James Conner, people's buy low candidates on my team. So that's that's a problem that I have someone who'd be considered buy low on my team, and they're both of them. Um, so I'm just looking around. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm just Send looking me an around. offer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, no, but I'm looking around. I'm like, who would I? Who do I want to target? At, at running back right now, and there's just no one I think that has maybe take a roll the dice on Gurley. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He didn't look looking. I could. They're still gonna. Man, I could see them still managing his touches down the you know throughout the season, and he does. I don't think he has the upside, but he didn't look that bad. But when I was watching prime time last week, um, I agree with that in theory. I don't think people are realistic about Gurley's value in trades. You mean like you'd like you'd low volume won't get you him kind of thing? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, no, but like if I really ha- say like I feel great about my team and I'm trying to make I'd really I I I'm sure I'll give up my tw- two twenty twenty first for Gurley, yeah, whatever. Okay, um, that that's insane. Yeah, uh, no, no, but I would. I mean, if I can get a championship, I have no problem giving up two first round picks for him. Right. Okay, but I would. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. To each their own. Um. Yeah, but you know what the um. Didn't you say that you'd be looking at rookies too? Because I felt the same way about buying. With yeah. So my thing is, yeah. So th- th- my point that I was trying to make there was that, like, besides the top elite running backs, I don't real. I'm not excited to buy anyone. So what I'd be willing to do is, from a contender, I'd be willing to buy guys like Connor Mixon, Gurley, or maybe even a Miles Sanders. Who I think, even though Peterson came out this week and said they still want to give the ball more to Jordan Howard, I still like how Miles Sanders is getting some receiving work. I still think. In my opinion, he's the best running back in that backfield overall. And if people are listening to the chatter and the coach speak in Philadelphia, maybe you can try to, you know, buy him for maybe for something. And that's if that's what you need, you know, if you just to put you over the edge or 
you know, trying to find some value. I'm, I'm, I'm hedging here, but for a team, if I'm not a contender, I'm trading guy. Like I'm trading all my top running backs if I'm not a contender because I mentioned this off air. You know, Todd Gurley was the bell of the ball two years ago. He was Dynasty 101 um, pick for everybody, and then two years later, when ideally, how long it would take you to rebuild your team? He's now nobody. You know, he's kind of like a, a black hole in people's rosters. He's lost all that value. So. Right. Um, I love Christian McCaffrey, but if I'm nowhere near competing, I'm looking to sell Christian McCaffrey after how crazy he's been this week. And that and people are like, well, he's young still. I was like, yeah, he's still young, but he's still seen a lot of work. And I'm willing to take an incredible payload to help rebuild my roster. And I'm not saying like, oh, just buy all young players. I want all kinds of pieces. I don't want just young. But in my rebuild, I'm willing to take a lot for Christian McCaffrey and just capitalize on that value now. Um but overall, if I you know if I was to have a buy in this situation, Todd, I'd be looking for zero RB candidates, especially if I was a contender. Um, I really like the if I don't need a running back, I don't I don't want to you know push the capital I need to get a like uh, there wasn't that a lot many options. I don't want to give up that capital, so I like guys like Chase Edmonds, Edo Smith, Jalen Samuels, Justice Hill, even Gio Bernard, um, Dion Lewis is a cheap option to go try and get. But the guy I want to zero in is on is Chase Edmonds. I know he kind of had a little bit of a – he had a pretty good game last week, um, getting the touchdown and, and seeing four targets. But just over the last three weeks overall, Chase Edmonds – Yeah, it was almost a 40-yard touchdown too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's looks – I've always liked Chase Edmonds. Um, I do and he was a bit of a, I have him on the dynasty team. I like him yeah. a lot. So, like, he went from th- – so he had one – like, he only had a couple – like, one attempt the first couple games, per, you know, per game. But then the last three weeks he's gone from three – Attempts to six attempts to to eight attempts rush uh, eight, eight rush attempts and then also he had four targets last week and he had two other games where he had two targets and then lo and behold there was a news blurb that David Johnson's back tightened up on him this week and he's going to be have to watch him throughout the week this week um, so that actually made it a little harder to get go get Chase Edmonds but the idea is that's the kind of player that I want to go and get um, I, I Chase Edmonds had a great college profile he could handle the load in college that means if he had to step into a situation to take over David Johnson. I'm not saying he'd be as good as David Johnson, but he could at least see that kind of volume, hopefully. Same thing with Ido Smith and those players. So I'm excited to see maybe a, you know Chase Edmonds, a couple of those shares coming through. Um, but yeah, that's that's my guy, Todd. What about, um, do you have any sales guys now or what? Well, my only other thing is I also really like t- Tony Pollard and Justice uh, Hill. Oh, yeah, that's And right. then... Yep. Um, uh, Darnell Henderson from the Rams. Oh, Darrell Henderson? Darrell, thank you. Yeah. All right. And my my whole thing about him is is that, like, he's completely off the map because he hasn't had to do much. You got Brown there. Everyone knew Brown was going to play. Gurley's, been, Gurley's kind of been still getting some work. So, for me, it's like, go buy the guy who, if, like, you're not doing much, go get him cheap and just sit on him. He's a good player. What do you think it would take to get him, Todd? At this point? Like a late 22nd? A late 22nd, maybe like a couple of thirds. Really? Wow, because I saw him go in the end of first rounds in some places. He got crazy high at some point. He got got crazy high, but now it's crazy low. You know what I mean? Like, there might be people that are just so frustrated he hasn't done anything that you could get him dirt, dirt cheap. That is the perfect guy to say to yourself, I'm not winning it this year. What is it going to take for me to get this guy? Throw like, I don't know, like throw in like a decent like depth piece of a running back in a third rounder and then go get him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then just kind of like sit there and it's like a low risk, high reward kind of situation, you know? So yeah. um, that's a guy I like. So for selling, Dave, my big sell is Aaron Jones. Um, Why would you want to sell him, Todd? <laughs> um. I just see some regressions in the touchdowns right now. Wait, you um, know what regression is? I know what regression is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've known what regression is for quite a while, dude. Right? Um, so, yeah. You know what I call regression? He'll score less touchdowns. That's it. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't need anything else other than that. Okay? Fair so, enough. Um, fair enough. But, um, <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> So he has looked really good running the ball, though. He has. Um, it's the, the problem with him has always been getting opportunity and staying healthy, and he's seeing the opportunity yep, right now. Yep, and he and he looks like a legit RB one. So 
if I have him and I take him with a Y2, right? And I go get a good, like, a, like, a, like okay, think about, like, a Miles Sanders, right? You have him, like, like a Miles Sanders and see if we can get a wide receiver upgrade. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, like, see how that's going. And the other thing, too, remember, like, when you're selling a guy, you're selling him at max value. You know? You're not trying to give a discount. If somebody wants that discount, don't make the move. You know what I mean? And then, uh, see, for me, it kind of it depends where I am. You know, if I'm like yeah. rebuilding and I don't want to have that value bottom out, I will sell for a little cheaper than I have. Oh, to. that's different. Sorry, I yeah. I don't know what it's like to rebuild. So um, okay, all right. Well, maybe one day, Todd. <laughs> maybe one day. Oh, it's coming soon. Um, yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, I could agree with that for a rebuild for sure. But if you're like contending and you're looking to get like you know you're a playoff bound team, you're looking to get a little bit better in other places. Make sure people are treating him like the like an RB one, you know. Mm-hmm. If he's if people aren't treating him like an RB one, it's that's that's not the value that you should be seeking out, you know. Yep. So what about you, Dave? For a sell, I'm I'm selling everyone that that I we've anyone not named. I'm actually selling everyone. I'm selling all my running backs. I just sold Marlon Mack. <laughs> um, I mean, unless I'm really contending, I I. Yeah, that's. I mean, Aaron Jones is a great one, Todd. And I'm, but and I, I'm selling Marlon Mack. I'm not, even though he had a good game last night. I'm not convinced that they're going to be able to just live by that offensive line and get him things. I don't. I've seen too many dud, like twenty touch dud weeks from him and no receptions. And I just, I like Marlon Mack, but I just liked him a lot better in that Aaron, Aaron or Andrew Luck offense than I do Jacoby Brissett. Would you, um, would you sell Delvin Cook? I not, not if I'm contending, but if I'm a. So that's that's a caveat. If I'm like I said earlier, if I'm not contending, I'm selling everybody. There's nobody. Be, maybe besides Saquon, maybe I won't yep. sell Saquon. I'm just gonna throw out two more guys, but I'm not gonna get into it. All right. Mm-hmm. Another sell for me is Matt Burita. Yep. All right. Another buy for me is David Montgomery. Yep. Okay. I, I think those really? are the two guys. Yeah. I mean, that offense is gonna get figured out, and he and he looks like he's gonna be the guy who's gonna be the workhorse. Wow! So, yeah, and I bet you, I bet there are David Montgomery people out there who are are susceptible to it because I, right now I, I was a David Montgomery fan. I I I'm a little worried that um he's too too you know not decisive enough. He's jumping around too much and not just hitting the hole enough. Yeah, but I also think we also got to be patient with this too. It's like yep. it, it's it also let's not keep in mind that like it's not a good offense right now. Yep. You no. Know? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So right. like, and he's a rookie and he's adjusting. Like the talent's there. Like like the opportunities there, and you might be able to snag him up. And he's got twelve targets too, so it's not like he's no. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, those are two other guys. So who's your buy for wideouts, Dave? <sighs> so. I just looking at wide receivers, you know, I the way I like to approach the wide receiver position is I like to invest in proven players. So um, I usually don't like to do it in the draft unless the draft like last year's draft was a weird draft. I ended up investing a lot in wide receiver because I thought some got pushed down and I wasn't valuing the running backs that like people were. Or I, I, so I found myself getting a lot more wide receivers last year. But in general, I like to build the through the draft through QBs and um running backs and then and then buy proven tight ends or buy low tight ends and then just buy, you know, get wide receivers so once the, a wide receiver starts to break out for me i'm willing to pay top price at that moment because i think there's still more to go for example i think i might have said this before when juju start broke out after juju's first year i was convinced i was like he is the real deal um you know that kind of age adjusted production um, the college profile. I want that type of player. I, I was. I should have been higher on him. I wasn't. I'll re. I'll. Uh, I have new data. Bayesian process. Take the new data in and adjust. And I'm willing to pay a lot for for Juju. Same thing now. Like DJ Chark is my buy right now, or any of these wide receivers. Cortland, I'm willing to buy Cortland Sutton. I'm willing to buy Terry McLaurin. All these players, but uh, and particularly DJ Chark because I think people might not. I think in. You know, it's tough to say what, how much, what someone's willing to get up for him. Would you? I might even give up a twenty twenty first, and people are going to think that's crazy because of all these wide receiver prospects are supposed to be so good. And the thing, the thing about prospects is, is they haven't done it in the NFL yet. 
And DJ Chark has done it in the NFL. And people didn't really love his his profile coming out, but he had a great yards per um, reception at LSU in, in a competent passing offense. He was just had some bad touchdown luck or else his, his dominator rating would have been better. Um, he's got pretty good athleticism, and he is doing it against good competition, against good uh, corners right now in the NFL. And now I could see his touch. I don't see him you know, getting 15... You know the 15 touchdowns he's on pace to get this year, but um, I I do like he has a great air yards numbers. He's um, some, even showing some decent yards after the catch. Um, I like myself some DJ Chark, and I'm will I'd, I'd be I'd, if I'm a contender and I need some help at wide receiver. And that the the idea is too is like I'm not even just like go getting an AJ Green who's on the downward slope or someone you know older veteran. You know I'm willing to just pay a little bit extra for DJ Chark, and even if. And I have that value going forward, too. So that's my guy. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'm not really buying into that personally. I think for me, what my issue with that is, it's the sample size. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, that. so for me, like, he kind of busted out out of nowhere, right? That was a guy that was on our waiver wire to start the year, you know? Yeah. So he was and, on some people were, yep, some people were fed up with DJ. Yeah, so, like, for me, it's like, yeah, sure, like, but that's also almost what we're trying to make a point about with, like, David Montgomery. Like, like he'd been, he, last year he was a rookie. Like, we need to have a little more patience with these guys, you know? But so, for, the for stats me, like, tell us, Todd, that the people always say, oh, wide receiver three, it, or their year three for wide receivers is when they break out. The actual data says that year two is when the biggest breakout happens for wide receivers. I think P- Peter Howard... At pa, P.A. Howdy on Twitter um, has some great stuff about that. But, yeah, no. the second year is where to go. And I agree with that. My point being is that there was, there was no patience with him. You know what oh, I mean? yeah, for sure. But yep. So here's what I'll also say is I'm uh, – I love I love me some Minshew, right? But mm-hmm. not not from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just not a buyer of the Jags offense outside of Leonard Fournette, who I also think has – pretty decent value right now because of the number yeah of the i would guys. buy i would yeah he's a guy that who's yep. i think he's recovered a lot of value and he's been crazy in the amount of receptions he's getting so yep or yep just, yep yeah so it you just picked a team that i'm like yeah no thank you so you know what the big thing is todd about the Jags? sorry it's to go is that when defil is it de filippo or de filippo the guy who was fired yep. by the vikings he is really they're throwing the ball more now um and it's not that they didn't throw the ball with bortles as much but just you know that it feels like a functional passing even with nick Foles was there for like a quarter of the you know of this of the first game or whatever it was it felt like just the offense in general is taking a step forward as a passing offense it's not just a hand the ball to leonard fournette on first and second down and then try to make a throw to someone right so yeah no i and i totally agree with that and i just I don't know. I just can't get my head around the Jags offense, to be honest. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's only been five games. We've had, in the past, we've seen, like, Ted Ginn Jr. have a great five games and then, you know, be a top 10 wide receiver and then just fall off the earth. Look at Sammy Watkins this year. Everyone was... So, it's just... I'm I'm not trading a Juju. I'm not trading a, you know, a top wide receiver. Like, I'm not trading a... Let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm not trading an um, Adam Allen Robinson or a Mike Evans or Keenan Allen for any TJ Chark type package. Um, that you know, I'm not that crazy. All right, Dave, you ready for mine? Yeah, I'm excited for yours. I, I do want to know yours. Okay, so I'm going to go off by saying two guys that I think are buy candidates and yep. then one additional sell, and then I'm going to get into my main guys. Okay. So two guys I like for buys are Tyler Boyd, who I think is gonna is the wide one on that team now all right even when aj comes okay. back wow whoa that's a bold statement yep Woo. and then i also really like robert woods right now who's had a bit of a yep. down start to his year okay for sell for the love of god if you have terry mclaurin you've not sold him yet please do like he's not going to sustain like this what are you selling him for todd are you selling him for a 2021st, a mid, or let's say oh, a late 2021st? Any 2021st, I'm, okay. I'm going to give him up for. Okay. No worries. There. All right. So, my two main guys, though, are teammates. Ah, uh, yes. I remember you saying this now. Okay. Let's give it to us. My sell is Chris Godwin. 
That it. I don't think I've heard Chris Godwin on a sell list anywhere. Now, do tell why Chris. Why Chris Godwin? Before we get to your buy, why Chris Godwin? All right. In my mind, when you're looking at what Chris Godwin's producing, I have a really difficult time seeing him maintaining those numbers. And I do think Mike Evans is one of the best wide receivers in football. He's proven it for five straight years, and he's going to end up the wide one on that team. All right. Okay. I also believe him as, as a better red zone target. So, like, when I think about it as in, in terms of touchdowns, now, a lot of people would look at me and say, you're not getting with the times. I'm talking about a sample size here, okay? Yep. I'm saying this is a very small sample size. Chris Godwin came into this year with a whole lot of hype, and he's blown down the doors with it, all right? I'm not saying that Chris Godwin's on a guy to just, just sell now. You know, my point is that you could sell Chris Godwin at wide one stud possible levels right now. You know, so if you could sell Chris Godwin and go get, if you can get Godwin and some pieces together to go get OBJ, who's who's a good buy low candidate right now, you wouldn't do that. You oh, would geez. consider. Well, it depends. How I'll, I'm going to be a prisoner of the moment. How many catches do you have tonight, Todd? <laughs> oh, I have no idea, but. Uh, I mean, for me, like, that's that's an easy one for me, you know? With with Evans, it's because of everything going on with with Godwin and that goose egg he just put up, which is like, my God, so many people are mad about that. He's had, that. like, two really down games this year, right? He has, but it happens, you know? Like, this is a guy who's historically good, you know? Only five players, I mean, excuse me, only three players have had five straight wide 1,000-yard res- uh, receiving seasons. He's an elite Such company. Over. He's an elite He's company. an elite wide receiver. He's always slept on, all right? And right now, people are down on him. You could put together a RB1 and a Y2 and get a good upside RB2 and Evans probably in a deal right now and just take that to the bank. And for okay. me, like, my thing about God- Godwin is, is, like, I just don't see him sustaining this kind of production because I believe Evans is still the wide one on that team, and you got to think that O.J. Howard is going to get involved at some point, you know? Yep. So there ha- there's there's mouths to feed. And then, oh, of course, you know who also is going to break out in the second half? You know who I believe in, Dave? Justin Tell Watson. Me. Justin. <laughs> don't. Don't say that to me. My heart just fluttered. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm, people, I'm totally joking. So, <laughs> All right, stop this. What? Todd. Todd. <laughs> Dave, Dave's got a giant man cross in Justin Watson. Oh, God. Pitt. Oh, God. Oh, anyway, his, that's another. Oh, his Ivy League education. You know, it's funny. I was just going to say, you know, I picked him up. I picked him up last week, too, because he got like an, <laughs> one target. <laughs> yes, you did. I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, he's so, been, yeah, I think I've had the most I've had of any player on my roster coming on. I've traded him away twice, I think, and I've reacquired. <laughs> so, like, do you think I'm crazy with that take? Um, I, my, I actually think we're in a Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen situation right now, Todd. I think they're both great players. Um, I don't think that Mike Evans is the clear number one anymore. I think there's going to be weeks where they go back and forth, and I, I'm not one up here to be waffling. I'm just I'm sitting here looking at the numbers, Todd. Mike Evans has almost half as many receptions as Chris Godwin on only five more tar- targets. Um, like Chris Godwin has five more targets than him at he has 33 catches, and Mike Evans has 38 targets for 18 receptions. So that's not great. The receiving like Chris. Godwin has like an extra 150 receiving yards. The air yards are actually in Mike Evans' favor. He has 80, almost 80 more, 74 more air yards. Um, the yak is in Chris Godwin's favor, big time. Mike Evans only has 59 receiving um, yards or 59 yaks. Um, the touchdowns, Chris got in Chris Godwin's favor. The A dot is actually in Mike Evans' favor, um, and the market share of air yards is in Mike Evans' favor. But just looking at just overall, how their their like their efficiency, their you know, their whopper is actually right. They're, they're very similar. Um, the whopper. I know the whopper. So I, I just my thing is is like I'm happy with Mike Evans or Chris Godwin on my team. I'm not signing Chris Godwin. I'm not going to buy him now because I think he's almost unattainable. Oh, you cannot buy him. I don't know what I would. I don't even. I had. I couldn't even fathom because the people who have Chris Godwin love them some Chris Godwin. 
Right. Um, well, I couldn't imagine what it would take to get him. I couldn't imagine. So first of all, putting Mike Evans in the same sentence as Theo or Diggs is an insult. All right. To. So no, I'm just saying like they're both wide receiver. They the idea is that I'm not saying that that Mike Evans isn't a better player than them or anything like that. My idea is that the offense can was the idea is that in Minnesota they they had two wide receiver ones in fan, for fantasy, and I think they can do the same in Tampa Bay. Yep, uh, that's fair. I mean, for me, what I'm just saying is is like you have this small sample size. He's definitely been playing well, but for me, you're also talking about. He had some monstrous games, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're also not talking about him coming out and dominating every game. Some of these are just like, he had 172, right? Yeah. 125 and 121. Then he had a 50 and a 40. You know what I mean? Well, he didn't have a zero. Right, I give you that. <laughs> you know? But that's also why I'm also, like, buying on Evans right now, is that, like, people get emotional when the people goose egg, you know? But, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all in on buying in on Evans, and I'm not taking anybody's mid first rounder for him right now either, David. I all just right? I just had all right, Todd. That was just a you know you've had sent me so many bad trade offers this year as just jokes and jabs that I just had to I had a first I could trade, so I'm just like you know what I'm just doing it. I know he's gonna come back. I just want to see what kind of snide response you're gonna give me. Oh yeah, you, you got one too. Yeah, so, exactly. Perfect. I was my. I got the reinforcement that I desired. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. Um, <laughs> all right. Did you? Uh, did you do your sell yet? My my sell. Prob. Uh, see, I think it's great. I'm probably selling. I'd. Lo- I'm probably getting out on Julian Edelman at this point. If I can try and sell him for anything decent, um, maybe. There's nothing reason. There's not a crazy reason why. I just. Uh, I. He's getting up there in age. He's had some good weeks, and he's like the only option in. New England, but I don't think it's gonna be. He's gonna be around for much longer. I'm a big Her- Nikhil Harry fan. He's another great buy low right now in Dynasty. Man, do people Huge know Nikhil Harry. Low. So I, I can't believe I didn't think of that earlier. Um, but um, yeah, I think you know just older wide receivers right now. Like the um, I'd try to. I'd be trying to get. It's tough after Emmanuel Sanders laid a goose egg, but there's a lot of trade rumors going around that he's gonna land on a good team. Uh, maybe I can get something for Emmanuel Sanders. Um, that's the kind of deals I'm trying to make. I, I I like wide receivers overall, so it's tough for me to sell one. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, so do you want to just get in the tight ends then? Let's do it. Let's get to them tighties. All right, so um, I'll kick it off. Um, one of my buy lows, who I'm not going to get into, is Dallas Goddard. Uh, I think that a lot of people are wait, were expecting him to do a little bit more at this point. People might be a little down on him. You might be able to kind of go look at a, buy, a win now team, being like, "Hey, you willing to waiver on him?" I could tell you one guy who owns him in a win now team would definitely trade him for uh, some guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm surprised um, people. I am surprised people aren't trying to get him from you. Oh yeah, uh, I've had no offers for him to be honest, and I would absolutely be looking for guys now. You know? So, um, but for me, for a buy now guy is Austin Hooper. Um, Austin Hooper is. Seeing high number of targets, he's in a pass-heavy offense. He's in a very good. He's got good players around him. Um, I really like his window for buying right now. Um, and then my sell is Zach Ertz, and it's not because I think Zach Ertz is going to start declining. It's that I'd rather be seeing what I can get for Ertz in other areas. Because of Goddard there, I do think that there might be some competition for targets at some point at the tight end position. Because I do think Goddard's just too good of a player not to be forcing the issue there a little bit. So with Ertz, it's more about what else could I get for him, you know? Yeah. And I also, I was always about like this idea that like having like like a bunch of stud tight ends is such a huge advantage. And it's such an up and down. It's position. not working this season for anybody. It's like it's like you know you had the Kittle, Ertz, and then like Kelsey was just like a dominating way to go. And after that, you punt. I'm just kind of like, I could go get Austin Hooper, and um, I would do that. Oh, so I he was another Austin guy Hooper. I would sell right he was, now. Is, remember, we, remember he was one one of my guys. I think it was a flan a, a flag I planted at the beginning of the season. Yeah, um, he was another guy I would sell. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, what's up? What's up with him, Todd? 
you know, I, I, I kind of starting to see, you're just starting to see a little regression in that offense. You know, like, like the line's mm-hmm. not as good as it used to be. I think everyone was like, I thought when you had Mahomes in Dynasty, I honestly thought he was a decent sell in Superflex this year. Yeah. Because, at the beginning of the season, because he was just so, such a monster, you know, that you should have been able to get, like, I don't know, go get Dak Prescott and, like, a wide one for Mahomes. He was so dominant, you know? And I don't think that was a crazy idea, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But now what you see with Kelsey is is that like that offense is not as dynamic as it was last year, and he's twenty nine, you know. So I would think about moving him too because if I can move Kelsey and upgrade in other places like at wide receiver, I would be all over that. Yeah, and it is a very injury like there's a very high injury rate for tight ends because they're asked to block a little bit more you know they're they're asked to do a lot of different things um they have to take a lot of big hits from safeties over the middle whereas wide receivers can a little bit more protected nowadays um i i just i think that i'd be hesitant to sell kelsey right now too because he does i'd wait to maybe he has a big a big week or something like that but then also i'm curious what that offense looks back when tyree kill comes back todd well my whole thing about selling with with kelsey is it's about just selling tight ends in general. Yeah, I think, yeah. that yep. That's more my point. It's not that, like, oh, like, it's time to, like, get out on Kelsey. It's just time to get out and relying on tight ends. That that That's my that's my philosophy. And now, if you give me Hurden, Hooper, and Delaney Walker, I could win a championship. Yep. Like, not, yeah. you know? Like, I wouldn't, I, like, I don't need Travis Kelsey to be, to win, you know? So, like, and then you can use Travis Kelsey to go improve in other areas, you know? So. It's all about roster construction when you're doing buy and sells, too. You know, like, how we say, you know, and where your team's at and what make, qualifies for a buy and what qualifies for a sell, too. So, I think that right. everyone knows at this point. For me, Todd, I look at. I th- I actually think Kittle, Kittle just scored a touchdown and just won me all. I officially am undefeated for the week. Which is exciting. Um, Kittle just scored a touchdown, um, so I'm a deep sigh of relief here. I finally had a good. Uh, it's like my second good week of the year overall, so I'm happy across all my teams. But my thing, I think Kittle be, was a great buy low because he, in maybe not in dynasty because people are, he's still really young, but just the idea of Kittle, he he was he had a he's had like three or four touchdowns overturned for penalties or something, um, which was in crazy. And but my overall, who I'd really, I, I think it's Kittle's too hard to buy at this point, and I kind of agree with what you're saying. Yep. Is like I don't want to invest if, at this point. I'm not sure if I want to invest a lot of capital in getting a tight end. Um, but I, a guy like Gerald Everett to me is is um, enticing because Excellent he's been around. Choice. He's been Excellent around for a little while. He you know he's, this is his third year. Tight ends tend to take a bit longer to break out. He has a great. I liked his profile coming out. Um, and just the last couple of weeks, he saw you know he saw eight targets last week and eleven this week. And yeah, Higby was has been banged up. I think Higby was back last week because Higby had some good um, some a good production last week too. But just the idea of how that wide receiver is going that like it seems like that offensive line isn't as good as it used to be. And Goff's having to get the ball a little bit more, and that's why Cup's getting the ball a lot too. It feels like um, and that Everett, you know, he's not getting a huge depth of target. It doesn't feel like. And that he's kind of like the check down for Jared Goff right now um, behind a weaker offensive line. And that's why he could be seeing a lot of targets. So, and I don't think he, and the reason why I even bring him up is I, I feel like he's not that expensive to acquire. I 100% agree. I, th- I love that pick. So, All and right. then, yeah, so we're going to wrap it up with our cells here. Or we, I think we kind of touched on your cells. So, my, I guess my cell, yeah. I, I agree with you and your cell. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think someone else. I actually think it's tough to sell on Waller, but, you know, he's, it depends where I am. But if I, Waller right now, he, there was some times there where he's really hot. If he has another big week somewhere, and because he, he's already a little older now, because he's been in the league for a little while, I wouldn't be opposed to selling Waller either. Even though I think, um, I don't think you have to sell him. It's you know, kind of thing. No, I I, I like Waller as a buy. Um, well, actually, not really. I I like I like Waller. Uh, I think I, I, do, I like him, him too. I like him too. I did, my idea is that like uh, he was really hot for a while there, and I think this week it cooled a little bit, but. Um, He's hot. He's like Hansley. He's so hot right now. All right. So, just real quick to recap our buys QB, we had Brissett and. <clears throat> Who did you have today for a buy? Oh, Mariota. 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 For sellers, we had Lamar Jackson and. 
Uh, Josh Allen. For buys, we had James Conner and. Um, let's say Chase Edmonds. For sells, we had Aaron Jones and. Anyone. And anyone. <laughs> for buys, we had Mike Evans, Tyler Boyd, and Robert and I Woods. Was, and I was a DJ Chark guy, and I'll even throw up. Basically, I'm willing to go in any of these second-year wide receivers right now, Cortland Sutton. Um, I, I'm just, I love that youth at wide receiver once they show they're breaking out. For sells, I was at Terry McLaurin and Chris Godwin. And my cell, I really, did, I really had trouble thinking of a cell. Um, I mean, it's too late to sell on Sammy Watkins, so I kind of, I kind of blanked on the cell for wide receiver. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, for buys, I had Austin Hooper and Dallas Goddard. And my buy was um, Gerald Everett. My cell was, I guess, Darren Waller, but I, I really couldn't think of one either. But my, any, my, any, Ertz is a good one. There's a lot of good cells. My cells were Ertz and Travis Kelsey, just because. You know what? You can get you can win a championship with those mid level tight ends. David, tell the people where they can find us. Oh, Todd. Well, they can find us at um, on Twitter at a tale two rivals, all spelled out. And you can also email us at Gmail that way. And then um, yeah, you can find me, Dave Wright, at ff spaceman or ff underscore spaceman on Twitter. And I really like to engage with you know people on Twitter. So feel free to at me, ask me questions, or just. If you're looking for elite, you know, for someone to join a mock draft or anything like that, just hit me up. I am, I am Todd FF Banterman at Twitter. My Twitter game has been weak for a while. <laughs> I, I I call that I blame that on my one year old son. I will do my best to um, try to improve. And uh, Dave, I had a lot of fun on the price check today. How about you, buddy? Talk, you know, I, I honestly, I hate as much as I hate to admit, it, I had fun talking to you. You, my rival. I had, I had trouble. It was fun. It was fun talking to you, Dave. And I'm sorry I beat beat you down so bad last week. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry your brother beat you this week. Oh, too soon. All right. <laughs> We're a tale of two rivals. We'll catch you next time. You watch your mouth when you talk about my brother beating me. <laughs>